Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Steve Rosenblum. We suck, so your self-quarantine doesn't have to. Mark Grody. I think there will be lasting derivatives of this once we get through it, and hopefully we will. Um, with minimal damage, that um, people will be more aware, honestly, of washing their hands and um, Good thing. and apparently wiping. Apparently wiping. They suck, so you don't have to. They can do what they have to do. They know what they have to do. Now they don't have any problem getting it done. Founding members of the WB Club. Wake and bake. Come on. Where's Toby? So I'm practicing, you know, social distancing, and I have a few tips for everybody, you know. You know, no sharing pipes or joints, things like that. The three words that describe this show, and I quote. Stink. Stank. Stunk. It's Saturday suckage on the score. We should be 670 WSUK. Good morning and welcome in. Saturday Suckage, the first show of the new year. Back together again to collaborate on another radio show. I'm Steve Rosenblum. And right over there is Mark Grody, Ice Ice Grody. How you doing, Mark? I am doing well. It is great to hear your voice, Steve. And I think this show is a couple of things right off the bat. This is going to be an important show for you because... You haven't gotten to speak on these airwaves in a, in a few weeks just because of the fact that uh, we have been preempted by bigger and much more important things on this radio station. And I, I've been following your tweets. It would seem to me that you need to get some things off your chest, and I believe that uh, that's one of the great parts about this job, that we uh-huh. as sports fans at our core, we have the luxury of speaking and getting things off our chest on a 50,000-watt radio station. So I'm looking forward to that. I also want to say this, too. I woke up today. I don't know if anybody's ever had this. I woke up today. I felt like crap. I felt sick. And, of course, in this era in which we live, if you wake up feeling sick, you're, sick, you're like, ah, Corona. There it is. Oh. Finally got me. Yeah. You, know? <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, yeah. That's it's. I, I shouldn't laugh, but, I. yeah, you do. Right? Ooh. And, 
and under other circumstances, like when I woke up this morning at about eight or so, I probably I might have like if we were congregating in the studio, I might have called off and said, "Yeah, I just don't feel well, Mitch. I, you know, I might I, I've got to tell you now." But I was like, "You know what? I'm at home. I could lay down doing the show if I need to, so I'm not going to call in." But here's the here's the kicker to the story. About an hour later, a little coffee, a little shower. I feel great now. So I love that when that happens. When you wake when at some point in time in your life when you don't feel well and then like an hour later you're back to 100%. So coffee. That, that's yeah, coffee, coffee. It was a so, ca- caffeine deficiency. It's what it what it was, Grody. Maybe it was. Yes, my my body was leaking caffeine overnight and it just needed to be <laughs> it needed to be leaking I mean, caffeine. I did suffer a birthday recently, so you know maybe I was leaking caffeine overnight, and uh, the the coffee is in me, and I feel coffee. like not 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 like just better. I'm a hundred percent right now, so I just wanted to rejoice in that. And um, now, I'm hallelujah, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can't spell collaboration without colon, so we'll cleanse this thing because <laughs> this is. What we, we will do what Mark heard later in the show. We'll also do what are you doing, Wagner? We will be joined by Mark Potash at eleven twenty of the Chicago Sun Times, covers the Bears beat, and just really just asked a simple, important question and Ryan Pace got a red ass and now we know why Ryan Pace doesn't show up very often because he can't talk, he can't speak English that is connecting any dots. Josh Nelson of Sox Machine will join us. At noon to talk about the only team that's worth a crap in Chicago. And Mark Gonzalez, our deluxe Cubs reporter, is not the Tribune Cubs reporter anymore. He will join us at 1.20 with the best walk-up music ever. But first, of all the things that were done and said this week on the Zoom call from hell, this, this, this was not part of that Zoom call, but you need to hear this from the great... Mike McDermott. Listen, here's the thing. If you can't spot the sucker in your first half hour at the table, then you are the sucker. That's Mike McDermott from Rounders, and that's a true fact, and that's hard. That's hard truth right there. Bears fans, you are the suckers. You're getting played for suckers. The Bears do not respect you. They don't demand winning. They settle for group hugs and participation ribbons. You heard the corporate buzzwords this week. I mean, it just reeks of bad and stupid groupthink, collaboration, and culture. Ted and George, McBeavis and Butthead, are clueless about the way they sound and even more clueless about how to make it better. All right, stop, collaborate, and listen. Yeah, exactly my thoughts. They, the reasons they gave for keeping the failed GM and failing head coach exposed the resounding, the resoundingly stupid views of what's right in front of them. So briefly, I'll just say this. They wanted Pace and Nagy to collaborate. They've collaborated. They've made bad decisions. See Nick Foles, for one. They collaborated on that. And then you talked about the 
They talked about the culture. We liked the culture. Okay. The failed quarterback chosen by Ryan Pace came out of Matt Nagy's last game this season and talked about the culture as being awful and needs to change. Mitch Trubisky said the culture has to change. They lost two straight games against real football teams. The culture that McVeavis and Butthead loved, they talked about on the Bears, the the Bears Zoom. The culture of included Pace's two of Pace's draft choices, punching the same guy that they knew was an irritant on the football field, doing stupid things. This was the culture that they loved that the first Green Bay game, Tony Dungy said the Bears defense, the Bears team looked like it quit. I just, Bears fans, I feel sorry for you. If you give them any more money, you are being played for a sucker. This is a team that does it. This is a team that needs a new McCaskey, if not new ownership altogether. They don't know what they're doing. Okay, so that's part of the spleen is vented, Mark. I'll let you have your thoughts on what you heard this week. Well, I'm <clears throat> Yeah, I, I thought that the the tone like I've I've said, like I wish it had been uh, the the angry tone that George McCaskey once took on when he said that Virginia Hallis, the matriarch, the big boss, was pissed. Mm-hmm. Like if she's like pissed if sort off. of that's it. Like that that was the tone. Like even if it had been a disingenuous tone, one they had to reach down deeply for <laughs> I you know what I mean? Like just just go with that. Go with the this is not acceptable for this organization. Yes, we're bringing everybody back because we like them and we still have faith in them and we think that they can collaborate whatever. Uh but just a little bit more this was a bad season. We're angry. We need to be better. Thank you very much. We'll take questions. And then stick with that as your theme. You know what I mean? Even if you're not going to say anything of substance, just just stick with the we're pissed, we're angry, this is not good enough. Like, go go with that. Go with those buzzwords as opposed to some of the other buzzwords that were being used. Now, moving on to – and then I'm going to give – actually, I'm going to give you my theory of Ditka, too. This goes back, and I'm serious. I'm not trying to be funny here. But I like the whole idea of a theory of Ditka. That, There's that a just theory of Ditka. Like a, is this an SNL skit or is this going to be a full-blown movie? No, no. This is a, well. That's a good question. I, Go I Bears! I think yes. it's more of a movie because this is more of a drama type of. The theory of <laughs> Ditka is the theory of Ditka is this: when Ditka was the head coach, he was a great head coach for the Bears, and we all loved Ditka, and we all loved the '80s Bears. I was a child of the '80s Bears, so I have a place in my heart and in my body. That always has it at the forefront, quite frankly. Go I mean, Bears. <laughs> like yep. those are when I think of numbers, like I I don't go to current Bears. I still go to the 85 Bears. It's what I am inflicted with. And, you know, if you're listening, if you are one of if you are one of us, you know this. And I know it drives a lot of people crazy who are younger. So anyway, uh, the theory of Ditka, though, is that while Ditka was highly successful and beloved, he also 
was not an, an easy guy to work with, a guy, not an easy guy with whom to collaborate. He did not get along with ownership. Famously, it was mm-hmm. Mike McCaskey against Ditka and the player, and it turned into the players against ownership. And I think it, it was at that point that the organization, their business decided, look, Ditka was great. We love him, all that. We love the success of the 80s. We're, we're over the top happy about it. But once Mike is gone, we're not bringing that personality, that kind of thing back into this building again. GM, uh, coach, the whole thing. We're going to get people who know football and are also people who can collaborate and work well together. And we've seen it since. We've seen it since. I mean, you know, Dave Wanstead, who was also the hottest coaching um, contestant when he took over for Mike Ditka. So, like, let's be clear. But Dave Wanstead, also incredibly nice guy who could play well with others. Same thing for Dick Duran. Same thing for Lovey Smith. Same thing for Mark Tressman, no matter what you think of Mark Tressman. Maybe not so much with John Fox. That might have been a swing and a miss there. But then that brings us to Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace. Two guys who are really good dudes, really nice guys who, you know, both won awards in 2018 for being good at their jobs. I think that that plays a part and that the fact that they're good human beings and that they do collaborate. I know we're all making fun of that, but that that's a real thing, I think, to Bears ownership and management, to have not not just football people, but good people in their organization. And that, my friend, is the theory of Ditka. I like that. We need to get into that more. And that just plays to the the, the way the Bears, Bears management, it was a master, clown, a master class in clown college management. And Bears fans are getting played for suckers. By the way, this is Saturday Suckage. We're back. And uh, our number is 312-644-6767. You can text us there where people did before we even get on the air. 815 Saturday Suckage has been out for three weeks. The Bears had their worst three weeks in that span. Any connections? Of course. 469. Saturday Suckage always reminds me to do the bathroom chores. Not sure if there's an insult or a compliment. Nonetheless, thank you for contributing to my clean latrine. We prefer 469 to call that a collaboration. So we're going to collaborate after this with Mark Potash of the Sun-Times. We'll get his take on the absolute pant, the self-pantsing the Bears organization committed this week. I'm Steve Rosenblum. He's Mark Rohde. We are, of course, Saturday suckage. We suck so you don't have to, even if you're the Bears and you're beyond repair and beyond hope, unless you sell the team. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. This is Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com. Chicago Sports Station. And I think as, as I reflect back, um, what I'm, and you're going to hear this word a lot today because it's true, collaboration. Collaboration will result in the right decisions for the Bears. As I said, the leadership, the collaboration, uh, again, the collaboration. There's conviction and there's collaboration. So when you look at the whole product and the collaboration. Hey, guys, sticking with collaboration. Uh, again, I, I've told you about the collaboration. collaborating on the first edition 
Saturday Suckage, the 2021 calendar year. We're broadcasting from the Scorers Hyundai Studios, presented by your local Hyundai dealers, and we will be broadcasting today's playoff games at 3 o'clock. Rams at Packers. Our coverage begins here on the score. 6.45 or so, Ravens at Buffalo. Tomorrow's games you will hear on the score as well after the we'll join the Browns versus Kansas City in progress after the Bulls at Mavericks. They start at 145 and 530-ish, Brady versus Breeze, Tampa versus New Orleans. That'll be tomorrow. Hi, Steve. Mark, hi. Hi, let's hey. collaborate. Yeah, let's collaborate real quick before we get to Mark Potash, and we're working on getting him on the radio here. It it, it just brought up a, a thought. All right, okay, the stand, hold, st- stop yelling, first of all. Um, the <laughs> the thank, thank you for – I was talking to Studzinski. Maybe that wasn't on the radio. Studzinski just came yelling. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah. I was trying it's to tell you guys to get to the guests. Stop yeah. yelling. Stop yelling. Down. You're like at a <laughs> 10. You. I need you at a 2. Okay, take it easy over there. <laughs> okay, so real quick, while we're listening to Potash, the the thank you for collaborating with me on my bathroom chores. I am genuinely curious as to in what form or way are you listening to Rosenblum and Grody today? Because I've never really asked that question about the pandemic. I know that some of you are driving, and you don't need to text if you're driving unless you could do it very safely uh, voice-wise. But in what other way are you listening? Are you doing chores? Do you have the TV on and us in the background? I am genuinely curious as to how you are listening to our show today. So text that in, 312-644-6767. On with the show. All righty then. Wow, with that, with that kind of lead-in, we go to the guest hotline brought to you by Alpamani Nissan. And joining us now from the Chicago Sun-Times, he covers the Bears. He is um, He was part of the Zoom press conference and witnessed the master class in clown college management. And he joins us now. He's Mark Potash. Mark, thanks for joining us today. How you doing? I'm doing great, Steve. How you doing? Hey, Mark. I'm doing okay. I, um, I'm trying to connect some dots here and let's just start with the whole. <laughs> that's a, that's a, your start. That's a bad start right there. Trying to connect I, I, the dots here. I know, but I'm just, I need to do this. If only to see, to show people, show Bears fans how they're getting suckered and they're being played for suckers. Um, the the idea of collaboration, which was the corporate buzzword that has no place in football, but the people who run the Bears in upper management and own the Bears don't know anything about football, so they resort to this. When they say collaboration and they talk about it, the, one, the first dot is that Ryan Pace shut out, hid from, ran away from, um, stuck his fingers in his ears and said, la da 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 while John Fox wanted to say Deshaun Watson because Ryan Pace wanted Mitch Trubisky. So there was a solo GM going rogue there. And we saw how that turned out. Ryan Pace embarrassed himself and set the Bears franchise back. So now we want to hear from, we hear about collaboration on especially at the most important position in the game and how is it the bears management missed this dot i'm connecting that matt Nagy and ryan pace collaborated on nick Foles, a disastrous decision that 
cost them draft capital again, and they seem to be holding this up as a good thing. Am I misreading this, or is this just them going forward amid the whole stupidity, or what do you make of something that is so obvious, at least to me, Mark? Well, I agree that it's kind of a misjudgment and mismanagement, and I think it's just that the Bears, uh, you know, George and Ted, they just they, they value people getting along. And as we all know, back to the days of Mike Ditka and Buddy Ryan, that's not always the way to success. In fact, sometimes the opposite is the way to success. So, I mean, I think, frankly, it's the same thing we've been saying it all week. Is just um, I just feel like this was a really good example of how – uh, George and Ted, two non-football guys, just value things that aren't uh, as uh, as credible uh, as you need when you're making football decisions. Um, like you know, a good example is the idea that they uh, that George thinks that Darnell, the pick of Darnell Mooney, the success of Darnell of picking Darnell Mooney, was bigger than the failure of drafting Mitch Trubisky in his judgment. That's just bad judgment. I, I, there's no other way to put it. And so I really feel like even though the Bears are technically coming off or actually coming off a playoff season, that this thing starts at the top. And, it, and, this, is, and this, is, this is the time to talk about that. And next year it could definitely be the time to talk, talk about it if things don't go well in 2021. Mark, there are two questions that I'm going to ask everybody until something occurs as far as the Bears beat writers and talkers are concerned. And that is, what, what do you think becomes of Mitchell Trubisky and Allen Robinson? Well, I think um, I think Trubisky will not be on the Bears next year. I really feel, and I could be wrong, but I really feel like just kind of reading between the lines and reading uh, Matt Nagy throughout the year that that he's kind of done with this and that he wants to run his offense with his with a quarterback who fits his system that he doesn't have to tweak and doesn't have to change the scheme he wants to run his his vision of the Andy Reid offense with a quarterback he has and Trubisky kind of gets in the way of that I think he's going to call plays next year I think he's going to kind of you know this is kind of his last chance and, and he's going to do things his way and I just don't think Trubisky fits into that now there is the factor that what can they get better i just uh, better than trubisky because i mean that's they might not have that many options but even even so i just think i just think he's done with that and like i said i could be wrong but that's just that's my take on it and as far as alan robinson goes i think they will find a way to keep alan robinson i just think it just doesn't make any sense uh point just uh if you if you made eddie jackson the highest paid safety in the league how can you not pay Allen Robinson, even if it's maybe above scale, which it probably isn't, you know, to keep him? That doesn't make any – that's not consistent. And I know the cap issues probably, uh, you know, make that a little bit different. But I just think they'll find a way to, to make Allen Robinson work because look at it this way. He, he exemplifies everything that they value, all those things they value that kind of got them in this spot, you know, um, you know, being a team guy and good culture and, and you know, being a good influence for guys like – Anthony Miller. I mean, he represents all of that. Why wouldn't he be their first priority and cut somebody else? I, I, that doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, I, Mark, here's why it makes sense to me. First of all, to the, the first point about um, somebody to run, Matt Nagy wants somebody to run his own offense. I don't believe he has necessarily an offensive scheme. I think he's just got neato torpedo plays he wants to run. And he had that guy. The closest thing he had to that guy was, one of, was the quarterback who won a Super Bowl in Philadelphia, and he fit 
Nick Foles failed miserably here as Matt as Matt Nagy's guy. The second part about Allen Robinson, I I I resort to this thinking when I see a team as desperately stupid and bad and a roster as ill-conceived as the Bears when it comes to Allen Robinson. The guys farthest from the ball get dealt with last. I want the guys closest to the football to be thought of first, to be dealt with first, means the quarterback, means the offensive line, means the defensive line, and work my way out. I, To me, that's the way the Bears are going to build a team that with sustained success, not a spasm of getting lucky and surprising people. Do you put any any stock in that? Well, I, I would argue that um, the Bears are in a position now, unless they trade up for a number, you know, a top five pick, or if they somehow would get Deshaun Watson, it, more than likely they're going to be in the same situation at quarterback that they were this year, where they need an offense to make their quarterback better rather than the other way around. They just you don't have that. They don't have that guy, and they're not going to. So I would submit that you need even more. That makes Allen Robinson even more because you need someone who can prop up the quarterback, not a quarterback who can make a turn turn some turn a third round pick into Devontae Adams. So I, I, that's why I think that Allen Robinson is more important. And I'm also going to push back against the Foles thing a little bit. I know I'm the only guy probably in town uh, who who feels this way, but I just think he got a raw deal. I think. I don't think you saw the real Nick Foles. I think it was the timing was absolutely imperfect. I thought he came there. I, I thought he became the quarterback when they played the best defenses that they, that they faced, where the offensive line was at its absolute worst. I mean, he actually played in a game where Arlington Hambright was at left guard and and uh, Alex Bars was playing a position center he had never played before. I mean, it was just an absolute mess. And I I'm, I don't give up on Nick Foles. I think he I think he will be given a chance to, uh, unless they get one of those main you know top guys. I think he will be given a chance to win because I thought I, frankly I just didn't think he got a fair shot. And I and I think he still has. I don't I don't think this year defined him. So and I know I'm kind of uh, spitting into the wind on that, but I I do believe that based on what I've seen. No, a little bit of fair. news here. Gents, real quick, like, um, and then I'll let you go here, Steve. Um, from Ian Rappaport, Bears wide receiver Anthony Miller and Saints cornerback C.J. Gardner-Johnson were both fined for the dust-up that uh, ended with Miller getting ejected from last week's wildcard game. Miller, 8589 bucks for unnecessary roughness. Gardner-Johnson, fifteen grand for unnecessary roughness. Well, that's that's a worthwhile investment for C.J. Gardner. I don't think they needed Anthony Miller to get kicked out, but I think that Bears fans seeing that would be there again. And only and only one of those guys should have been sent to his room, frankly, <laughs> because one but, guy really made a dumb mistake. The other guy right. was just in being himself. So when you talk about when you hear McBeavis and Butthead talk about culture. And talk about, and you talked about getting along, and talked about whatever in some kind of explicit or implicit faith in this coach and this general manager. And you talk about culture, where Mitch Trubisky came out of the last game and said, "Culture's got to change." Did George and Ted not hear that? Did they not see that? Did they not see Anthony Miller punch the same guy that Javon Wims punched even after they were all lectured about it? Did they not hear Tony Dungy? question whether the team quit or not did they not hear any of that and they talked about good culture or are there just such a 
a mono view that you don't recognize good football from bad football. How do you uh, miss that? I think it's more the latter, Steve. I think that they, they define culture a little bit differently. Culture to the Bears is, is all in-house. It's how things are when you walk in the hall and you pass a guy in the hallway and he looks you in the eye and says hello and, and this and that. And everybody that's – what, that's what they value culture as. Everybody – you know, I, I mean – there was no revolt uh, on this team when they when they lost six games in a row. Of course, uh, it was their fault they lost six games in a row. That's been pretty well established. But that's I'm just saying that's what they value is how things are, how things, how well people are getting along in house. And 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 I said it all along and, uh, that that they really value the fact that that Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace get along. They work well together, which is what they could not say with, with Phil Emery and Mark Trestman. That's the reason why they made – those were two guys they also liked. But that was broken because they didn't have that in-house, uh, uh, you know, get, getting along. And, and so um, so that's what they value. So, yeah, so, yeah, you can point out things like that. And, and George even addressed the Anthony Miller situation uh, this week. So, um, you know, but they just uh, – those aren't defining uh, to them. That's not the way they define culture. Yeah, the Miller thing is interesting because he's he's a little bit like Trubisky in that he was a guy who they had high hopes for and just has not ascended or developed the way they thought he would. Do you think that Miller will be back next year, Potsy? Yeah, I think he will. I, I think I think other teams, um, uh, maybe at other teams he would not, but uh, and you would think that on this team would be one of them. But I, I think he's just they value him too much uh, uh, that they will overlook that uh, uh, egregious lack of whatever. <laughs> and that, I mean, that was one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen after that whole week of talking about <laughs> C.J. Gardner Johnson and the guy falls Agreed. for it. I, w- I would have lost my allowance for like a year for that. I mean, it's kind of, <laughs> wait, wait. I want to make sure I got the quote right to keep him. It, it's bad parenting yeah, to keep him, but I think they will. Yeah. Uh, many of us have been bad parents and still succeeded. So I guess I guess that there's hope for the Bears as well. But I think they will keep him. He's really a good guy. He's he, I, I will say he's a potential diva. If he's ever great, he's really going to be tough. And that's why Allen Robinson is. That's why it's another reason why you should sign Allen Robinson to keep him in line because he's got a, a sizable ego and and uh, and he's just you know he's that potential diva guy. But he really is a nice kid. He's a nice he guy. He he's earnest about his flaw his flaws. You know, he, he has trouble with focus, attention to detail. He has, he, has, he has problems with all the things that made Darnell Mooney Darnell Mooney. Darnell Mooney is a, a really polished kid and a, who understands route running and all the things you need to do to be good. And if you could put those two together, then you'd have a, 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 a wide receiver. And even with Darnell Mooney, you might get that anyway eventually. But if you could put those two guys together, Miller and Mooney, you'd have one of the top five, ten uh, receivers in the NFL. We're talking with Mark Potash of the Sun-Times, talking Bears. Before we let you go, Mark, I found that the your suggestion of the Bears' defensive coordinator, now we'll need one that um, Chuck Pagano uh, retired. Uh, actually, I think one sack against Aaron Rodgers when the best left tackle in the league wasn't there, pretty much retired Chuck Pagano. But <laughs> your suggestion, I would like. I, I saw it on Twitter, and I and the reasons for it all make sense for what seems like a gotta win better win have to win situation for the bears so why don't you share it with the class 
Well, I'm not. Uh, I'm just saying it's a logical. It would be a logical pick is Wade Phillips, who, um, if you're looking for an immediate impact guy, he is definitely the guy. Now, let's. I guess if that's it. The Bears have the Bears have a, a quandary there, uh, because especially after um, uh, um, you know, after they you know they lost uh, Brandon Staley uh, like three years ago, and he be, you know he became a, a head coaching candidate and, and has the Rams first in points and yards this year. They might want to go in-house and keep a guy who's as highly regarded as Staley was in Jay Rogers. They also have Sean Desai, who's worked with, who's worked with uh, Vic Fangio. But that said, I'm just, I just think that if you're, for what they're looking for, Wade Phillips, who's 73, but he's been around, he has a history of making these quick fixes. In 2011 with Houston, I think I can't remember the numbers, but it was like 23rd to 4th in the 29th, league. Just in his, 29th to 4th. 29th to fourth, fourth worst to fourth best in one year. Then, then of course he, he took over uh, for Del Rio in in Denver. They won a Super Bowl. Uh, I can't remember what the numbers were there, but it was a big bump. And he had Danny Trevathan, so there was a, there's a connection there. And then in 2017 with the Rams, he made another big jump. This is when this is when the Rams defense actually became very good. Um, and uh, they went to a 3-4, and, 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 and I guess here's the kicker. Uh, and his, Robert Quinn, who was unhappy with that 3-4, at least had eight and a half sacks with Wade Phillips. He had two with the Bears. So, so maybe you could even get a bump there. So I'm not saying you have to do that. or you do. I'm just saying that's something that they could definitely look into because they're look, they're, they're, they have a coaching staff that, with, with, with the coaching staff on the hot seat, uh, it's going to be tough to uh, get a, a young guy uh, who is, you know, looking for to establish himself long term? It's just, it's always difficult to do that when they know things could change in a year. And uh, Wade Phillips would be, and who knows if he's even interested. He did say he did announce his unretirement yesterday on Twitter. That's what kind of sparked my tweet. Um, but uh, I just think he, I think that would be a, a pretty viable option for the Bears. But they do have others, and they have other considerations, especially with Jay Rogers, who has said is outstanding a defensive line as a defensive line coach, and the Bears could lose some key players. You know, Mario Edwards, Roy Robertson-Harris, um, they get back Eddie Goldman. They really need Jay Rogers on staff. So that might be something they might, you know, they might do anyway as far as promoting him. So it's a tough, it's actually a very big decision for, for Matt Nagy. It's, it'll be interesting because the Bears defense is at a crossroads. I mean, they could be, they could be rejuvenated uh, uh, and become one, a top 10 unit again, or, you know, something they can get old very quickly. They could. They seem to have been devolving into that direction anyways. And Wade Phillips did. He said he retired from retirement. So now he wants to come back. There you go. Son, son of bum. I love that. Mark, thanks for joining us. Appreciate, always appreciate your time. Thanks for your insight. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Mark. Good to talk to you guys. All yep. Right. See you, Mark. That's Mark Potash of the Sun-Times. Got to take a break. Mark, people responded to your question about where people are listening. and there was I love it. Colorful responses to us we ask you not to text this while you're driving even if you're doing the 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 talking text you're we we ask that you not do that but mark will be happy to share what you people responded to and uh we'll do that next on saturday suckage we're talking about the bears and we're talking about how you listen to saturday suckage i don't know and by the way later on we i have some Separate from what are you doing, Wagner? I have some uh-huh. wake and bake news. It seems to be the sort of the the center of the Venn diagram of sports talk radio and the wake and bake club. Smoke weed every day. Yeah, right. And and we'll we'll discuss that because 
The only medication is self-medication when it comes to talking about the Bears. Grody and Rosenblum, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Quit yelling. This is Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, Chicago Sports Station. It's stupid and I hate it. That's why we're here. Well, that's like, we thought we were why we were here. Saturday suckage. We suck so you don't have to, but that was, uh, that was Radio Rahimi. Radio Rahimi. Radio Rahimi is partnering with Dan Bernstein, Bernstein and Rahimi show. And I don't know what exactly Layla Rahimi was referring to, but it sure should have been George McBeavis and Ted Butthead. It was something. It was something. I was, no, it was our. She's she's in the background at the studio. That was she was talking about this show. She got she kind of got oh. caught. Yeah, ripping our yeah. show. So. Okay, all righty. Not, cool. Not, cool, Not cool. Not cool, Layla. Not cool. Not cool. It was yeah. something about the Bears, though. Legit, legitimately, I was actually working that show. She was talking about the Bears. I can't remember the full context, but something about the Bears and them sucking, and she dropped that line. It was pretty good. It is. Yeah. All right. It is. It's good. All right. That's Trash Panda. He'll be leaving soon and he can't wait to leave. And I'm to Alice. Alice, he can't wait to leave. Now, we are the mom show and we will deal with that later on. But um, but really, you you need to send him to his room. That's all I got to say, Alice. So for what? For that attitude, mister. Yeah, stop yelling. Why are you yelling so much today? We need to change the culture around here, mister. Yeah. We need to collaborate more. Is that what you're saying? Stop. No. Collaborate. We want you to collaborate silently. So, Mark, you asked for... Quit yelling. People. You asked people to tell you how they're listening to us. Yeah, I'm just curious because it's Saturday, it's pandemic, and I've never really, I've always wondered where and in what forum are you listening to this show? And I'll I'll read them in the order in which they received a bunch of them anyway. You just stop me when you feel like you need to, Steve. Uh, From the 630, chores. From the 630, making my bed, listening on the app. 630, it's starting to get good now. Uh, Aaron's avoiding my wife on the radio. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um. 469, wherever that is. I have a chargeable radio. I use my Alexa. 708, driving. Eh, eh, eh. 847, listening in while on the couch in my PJs. Great show, guys. Jesse. Mm-hmm. Uh, 773, sitting at my kitchen island, eating eggs and listening on a Panasonic RF2400 radio. Nice. Um, listening while plowing snow. Thanks for yeah, the great show. Yeah. You like that? Keep going. Yeah. Okay. They're, they're... Um, if I, oh, that's a, that's just a comment on something else. Um, working from home today, groats laundry after that. Um, 815, I am an essential worker driving a semi delivering goods and groceries to my company stores throughout Illinois, Wisconsin, Indiana, and Iowa area. I think, I think we might have him until two. Um, 815, I take my dogs for a long work walk every Saturday at 11 o'clock listening on the app. And my headphones, radio.com. Uh, listening in my car, South Elgin. Listening via radio.com app while giving myself another COVID haircut. <laughs> I just that one. This is what we need to. We need pictures with text. That's yeah. What we, we want to see the result of that COVID haircut. Please, yes. Text them to uh, COVID my Twitter. Haircuts. That's yeah, a whole. That's, that Sports. should be. 
That's going to be a Lollapalooza band name someday. COVID, the COVID <laughs> oh, absolutely. Haircuts. You're already here. Oh, dibs on funny. that name. Speaking of, of music, I don't know if you guys listen to any new music, but a lot of new songs now, like all of a sudden you are hearing lyrics that reflect the era in which we live. Like, yeah. you know, COVID and what people are doing. It's, it's pretty interesting. I, I find that fascinating. Um, did all my chores and food prep for the NFL games, watching Illini versus OSU on the couch, listening to you guys. I like that a lot. Um, driving, smoking a fatty. Eh, 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 we cannot condone that. Um, wait, wait, wait. You have yeah. to distinguish what we cannot condone. It's the driving oh. and texting. Yeah, driving and texting, exactly. Yeah, the the exactly. WB Club's all about smoking a fatty, and I wonder if the I'm Fat podcast... Um, has any issues with that, or they they would seem to go together, smoking a fatty and the I'm Fat podcast. One would seem to contribute to the other, collaborating right. with another. Yeah. Amen. Exactly. Yeah. So don't do that. A collaboration don't podcast coming up. Yes. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Don't. So don't drive while doing that stuff. Really, we don't condone that. That's just stupid. Um, yeah. Um, I'm delivering mail and listening to you, and it's making a bad day. <laughs> Day worse. worse. (laughs) Yes. Hello, Larry and Kiwani. I have not proofread these. So, Uh, feeding and taking care of cows in Lebanon, Wisconsin. Okay. We're Um, so down with that. Quick story. I once went to Lebanon, Wisconsin for a family vacation. Uh, Two one zero. Good morning, gents. I'm taking in the suckage down in Texas, waxing my car in the garage. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, at home listening on the radio.com app, I'll also add with headphones so I don't have to subject my young children to such <laughs> suckage. It sucks <laughs> and it freebases. Yeah. That's right. Um, we got somebody listening in Scottsdale on my patio, listening yeah. online to your show. Yeah. Uh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah, I can relate to this one. Listening online to your show while cleaning out our cat's litter. Yeah, you got to do it every day. You don't don't leave them messy. Oh, my God. Um, I'm listening in bed, trying to recover from a hangover, listening on the Radio.com app in El Paso, Texas. Um, uh, listening in, while in a Hardee's parking lot, <laughs> eating curly fries, and sitting at the kitchen table drinking coffee, catching up on the news of the world on my iPad. Actually, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. That was a combination of a different right. one. Um, but you got the point. I listen to you guys on a 40-year-old AM FM clock radio for that old AM sound. So yeah, a little I'm here fuzzy. For your, I'm here for your old AM sound. I'm your old AM sound guy. That, yeah, exactly. I could see you with that radio, too. I, I would probably have one of those if I didn't live so high up where it gets really bad. Um, listening on a normal radio. I got right. an Alexa. Um, listening to the radio.com app on my phone while working from home. That's Ray in Tinley Park. No, wait. Um, you missed one. The 847. Pushing my 19-month-old yeah. girl in my office chair around the basement with an ear pod tuned in. Keep up the suckage. Where is Brian Peru? <laughs> <laughs> Brian Peru. I love this. this. I love the way we're hearing. This is just... This is outstanding. Um, you didn't think to, that I would get this response from this question, did you? I wasn't sure what you would get, and I was, and I love this because there's so more, so much more interesting. Before we break, there was, I, I don't remember the exact wording, but I know there was somebody who was listening while dropping a deuce, and I want to thank you for that. But 
Um, we will get back to this because I love hearing how people are consuming Saturday suckage as we try to suck so you don't have to and making your life better because we're givers, not takers. That's just the way we are. Correct. And now we're going to give we're going to give you uh, an interview after this break with uh, someone who uh, with with good knowledge of the only team in Chicago that's worth a crap. And we All right, we're at every kid's bar mitzvah and bat mitzvah reception now with that. I'm Steve Rosenblum. He's Mark Rohde. Saturday Suckage, thanks for listening. <laughs> Wherever, however, and with whatever you're doing, Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.